Support for Milledgeville Matters comes from Georgia College, Georgia's public liberal arts university, providing the experience students would expect from a private college with the affordability of a public university. For more information, gcsu.edu. Thank you for tuning in to Milledgeville Matters on WRGC 88.3 FM. I'm your host, Daniel McDonald, and today we'll be talking about an event in an effort to revitalize a small part of downtown Milledgeville. My guests today are Angie Martin, Executive Director of the Milledgeville-Baldwin County Chamber of Commerce, and Hank Griffith, City Planner with the City of Milledgeville. We're here to talk about the Black Heritage Plaza shindig that will take place on Friday, September 23rd, but we're also going to talk about the idea behind investing in this public space and what these types of investments do for a community. Angie Martin, Hank Griffith, welcome to Milledgeville Matters. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you for having us. Well, I thought we'd start off just talking about the event. So please, tell us a little bit more about the Black Heritage Plaza shindig. All right, well... The, uh, as you said, it's on Friday, September 23rd, uh, from 6 to 10 that night. Um, this actually came about from uh, a trip that a group of us took to Lexington that we'll be talking more about in just a few minutes. And I guess um, I should say at this so, point, before we get further, I myself was on that trip right, too. You were. This is my disclosure of a conflict of interest. <laughs> but if it's a conflict of interest we're having, I think that I'm going to go there for this there one. There you go. There you go. Angie, of course, was on the trip along with myself and... Uh, Tamara Saragusa. So we had a we had a great time in Lexington. We learned a lot. But one of the things that we came back with was the need to do a project. And uh, when the group of us started talking, the project of the Black Heritage Plaza just seemed to hit all of our brains at one time. It's I think gr- it was Daniel's idea. I think it was Daniel's idea. Well, I was and amongst then, many great minds, <laughs> and you know, sometimes inspiration bubbles to the top, and even uh, the shortest amongst us can reach up for it. But uh, we came to agreement pretty quickly, and uh, the Black Heritage Plaza is a great place. It's downtown on uh, at the corner of McIntosh and Wayne Streets, beside Allen's Market. Uh, it is actually part of um, the Allied Arts property. Uh, in conjunction with uh, with uh, Allen's Market and Allied Arts has uh, events down there at least monthly. Uh, but other than the time when Allied Arts is having an event down there, it's an area that's not used a lot. And um, the group felt like that that was unfortunate, seeing as how that it did recognize the black heritage of McIntosh Street and that business district that was there for so many years. And the fact that uh, it was a great kind of a respite place in downtown that either people didn't know about or they didn't use it much because of uh, maybe some lack of amenities being there. And we got together, got the project together, and felt like it was necessary to have an event to let people see what we had done. And that's the way the Black Heritage Plaza shindig came about. I would be remiss if I didn't say that the event and furnishings that we're doing to the Black Heritage Plaza have been funded by the night fund for Milledgeville through the Central Georgia Community Foundation, and they are the ones that are funding the improvements that are going to go on down there, as well as the event. That night, we have two local groups playing music down there. We're going to be blocking off that section of McIntosh Street and the intersection of McIntosh and Wayne, and having just a party, uh, a shindig in the Black Heritage Plaza that will spill out over uh, into the street, we think, because of the number of folks that we'll have there enjoying themselves. But we will have the Fall Line Ramblers from 6 to 8 that night playing their music. And then from 8 to 10, 
we will have the dynamic sounds of funk playing their music. Two very different types of music, two very different types of groups. But I think that's indicative of of what Black Heritage Plaza can be and will do in terms of bringing a number of different groups in the city uh, together when there are an additional amenities down there for people to uh, to enjoy. So we're excited about the event. We're going to have some food and beverages down there uh, supplied by some of the merchants uh, in Milledgeville. We just think it's going to be a, a good time to, to unveil the new stuff that's down in the Black Heritage Plaza. And the Chamber is really excited about hosting a ribbon cutting to start off the whole evening. So be there a little before six and you can witness a first class ribbon cutting to welcome this new addition to downtown. That's right. You know, we're talking about this heralding some of improvements being made to Black Heritage Plaza. Mm-hmm. Why have that event? You said just a little bit about it, but I wondered if you could go a little bit deeper. Why have this event to, to kick these improvements off? Well, for years, uh, McIntosh Street was the central business district for black merchants in Milledgeville. When Allied Arts received a grant from the Knight Foundation, by the way, to uh, construct Black Heritage Plaza, that was the purpose of it, to recognize the heritage of those black merchants that has had their businesses on McIntosh Street. You know, as I said earlier, it's, it's a great place. It's kind of a respite in the middle of downtown, but, you know, quite frankly, Especially this time of the year, it was a lot of hot concrete and um, not very inviting, at least during the day. A great place after the sun went down, but during this time of the year, not very inviting. And part of what we talked about and what we learned in Lexington is the need for comfort in public spaces. And that kind of drove a portion of our project in terms of getting some additional furniture down there, some shading as part of that furniture so that people can go down there during the middle of the day, even in the summertime and enjoy the opportunity to sit and eat their lunch or to eat an ice cream or some frozen yogurt or Smoothie King's about to come to Wayne Street, go down there and drink their smoothie from Smoothie King. There's a a free plug for you, Joey Brumbelow. But we just felt like it was good to try to uh, upgrade the furniture that was in that space so people could use it more often and and throughout the day. Now, I think having a public event that is free and welcomes everyone is a great way to show off the positive changes and the positive collaborations that are happening from events and trips and designs and workshops such as what we attended in Lexington. Yeah. We oftentimes, I say we, meaning in general, oftentimes go to training sessions and the meetings and we sometimes ourselves wonder what we bring back, but other people mm-hmm. may wonder what we bring back too. And this is one of those situations where we can really show off what we've brought back and what the Knight Foundation has been kind enough to fund uh, for the community. Well, we're going to leave it there for a second and take a short break. But if you're just joining us, we're talking with Hank Griffith, city planner with the city of Milledgeville, and Angie Martin, the executive director of the Milledgeville Baldwin County Chamber of Commerce, about the Black Heritage Plaza shindig that will take place on Friday, September 23rd. We're talking about the event. We're talking about the place and a little bit about some improvements that are going in to make this more of a community resource uh, for anyone traveling in and out of, living in, and just visiting the city of Milledgeville. So stay tuned for more Milledgeville Matters on WRGC 88.3 FM.
Thank you for staying tuned to Milledgeville Matters on WRGC 88.3 FM. Today, we're talking with Angie Martin, Executive Director of the Milledgeville Baldwin County Chamber of Commerce, and Hank Griffith, City Planner for the City of Milledgeville, about revitalizing place in downtown Milledgeville. We're talking specifically about the Black Heritage Plaza Shindig, an event that will take place the evening of Friday, September 23rd. But we're also talking about some improvements to that place and how we hope that those will take flight from there and move to other parts of the city and help Milledgeville residents re-envision their communities. And so we were talking about kind of why the Black Heritage Plaza as the site for this kind of small improvement project and the idea behind kicking that improvement off with an event to try to bring some focus back to there. Mm -hmm. uh, during our break, we were talking about the fact that some of the challenges to that area are that it's not very well populated at any times and that right. can cause it to be almost ignored. Um, but one thing that I think is coming into the picture for that area of the downtown is there's a lot of economic activity starting up right there at the intersection of Wayne Street and McIntosh. Mm -hmm. And it seems almost like there's a, a very positive confluence of the time frame of our project there and also you know just that kind of economic reawakening. I, I wondered if you could talk to our audience members who may not be aware of that, what all is going on there about you know just what you're seeing on the ground there. Sure. Um, well, that, that end of Wayne Street, the north end of Wayne Street, that 100 block there, has uh, gotten some additional merchants over the last two or three years that I think is carrying traffic a little further down North Wayne Street, actually past Hancock Street, where oftentimes it may either cross there and not get on down Wayne Street. But, of course, Frank Pendergast is redeveloping the old Dennis Furniture Building, which is down below the Ace Hardware He's going to have, I think, ultimately four tenants in there, and one being the Smoothie King that I mentioned uh, at the first part of the show. We're beginning to see Macintosh Street becoming a, a more of a thoroughfare for mainly the college students uh, as they walk from the new student housing that was built at uh, Macintosh and Elbert over the summer, and they have moved in there and are taking Macintosh Street as their direct route down to school at George College. We think that GMC students are beginning to use that thoroughfare a little bit more as a way to, to get to town by coming down Jefferson Street and then coming in down McIntosh Street. So the foot traffic there is is increasing. If you've been there in the last year, you can go there now and know that the foot traffic has increased in the last 30 days and will continue to do so. And I think that's a lot, a big piece of what drove the Lexington group looking at that as a place to, to do something with because while it was a great place on its own and we felt the need for additional furniture to help with the heat and, and, and those kinds of things during the day would be good. Just the fact that it was a space that people were beginning to pass now and we wanted to make sure that they had the opportunity to stop there and, and enjoy themselves there if they chose to do that. And I know I'd mentioned earlier about how it almost becoming like a non-place. It was something right. that was there. It was definitely had a public component to it. But if you'd ever experienced it outside of an event, then, you know, you probably had a reason not to go back. Now, pull from my own personal experience going to eat uh, lunch with my wife there one time during... I don't think it was the dead middle of summer. It was probably more like spring <laughs> or, or, or like early fall. I have very viscerally remember 
eating lunch there and how uncomfortable it was because you're just out in the sun you right are, there. Right. You are. And I mean, I think that was probably the last time that I ever experienced that place except for or for some of the MLK marches uh, that always make a stop there. Right. I right. think I experienced it for um, one of the community jazz fests with the Baldwin High School mm-hmm. um, yep. jazz band and then that lunch and then one of those marches. But of course, those marches <laughs> take place in January, so you're <laughs> marching on and, and not affected by any of that. But you well, know, as you said, with that increase in economic activity there we'd hope to see that you know really coming online as a you know important and vibrant part of the community i think where it's situated also you don't really i personally don't really think about going and hanging out and eating lunch next to the police department (laughs) um probably not on my top list of things to do but with more attractive seating and like you said shading it does make it a more inviting place. And also the close proximity, it's right behind Allen's Market. And I remember waiting in lines to get in for maybe a show that they're doing, a play mm-hmm. or something, and having nowhere to sit, nowhere to socialize. We maybe wanted to go downtown and have a picnic dinner with a glass of wine or so, but we couldn't do it anywhere. And I think this would be the perfect opportunity, the perfect place for that to happen. And I think it is it is a good cross-section of different parts of the community using that. And one of the things that we talked about when we were actually there on that Lexington trip and something that probably wouldn't come into too much of your planning for improving a public space like this is um, some of the other people that you might not think about who use it. And one of the things we were thinking about is city court. Right. Uh, people right. backing up to go to city court. Yep. Obviously, you know, if you're... Running afoul of the law, that's not the first per- person that we think about in making huge investments in to improve public spaces for. But, you know, that is a crossroads of different parts of this community. It, it is. It is. And, and it is, a, it is a, an integral part of, of downtown, uh, even though it's kind of on the, 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 the northern edge sometime of what we think about as downtown proper mm-hmm. when we think about, you know, Hancock and Wayne being the the major intersection in downtown. But as I said, the number of merchants on in the 100 block of North Wayne Street have certainly increased over the last two or three years. A lot of that's been driven by Carly Schulte and the Main Street people, the Downtown Development Authority, uh, and the work that they do in terms of marketing the properties downtown. And by the way, this is a concerted effort, not only with this Lexington group for the Black Heritage Plaza Shindig, but with our lot arts, as I've already mentioned, with Carly and Main Street, and a, a lot of people have come together to put this event on and to uh, let folks be able to see uh, the new amenities that are going to be down there. Well, we're going to take another short break right now, but if you're just joining us, we're talking about revitalizing public space within our communities. I'm talking with Hank Griffith, city planner from the city of Milledgeville, and Angie Martin, executive director of the Milledgeville Baldwin County Chamber of Commerce. So stay tuned for more Milledgeville Matters on WRGC 88.3 FM.
Thank you for staying tuned to Milledgeville Matters on WRGC 88.3 FM. I'm your host, Daniel McDonald, and today we're talking about a confluence of events and improvements set at getting some of the highest and best use of a underutilized part of the downtown area. My guests today are Angie Martin, Executive Director of the Milledgeville Baldwin County Chamber of Commerce, and Hank Griffith, City Planner with the City of Milledgeville. We're talking specifically about Black Heritage Plaza and the shindig that will reintroduce this public space to the community on Friday, September 23rd. We're also talking about a um, workshop built on community building and trying to get the most out of public spaces in communities across the U.S. So I thought I'd just start off with a generalized question, not specific to our community, um, not specific to any one community, but that question is, could y'all talk personally about what the importance of public spaces are to community life? Well, I think when you think about public space in your own community versus your public space that may be surrounding like your home, your neighborhood, you want something that is inviting, that is welcoming, that you feel safe, that you feel secure, that you have protection. And I know personally some of those public spaces that I know exist in Milledgeville and surrounding areas I wouldn't use those adjectives to describe them. And so when I think of public space, I think of ways to improve and to make them better and to make them more accessible and more utilized um, versus underutilized. That's why I think that the Black Heritage Plaza made perfect sense to us. It was right there pretty much in the middle of downtown, mm -hmm. but it was one of those, you walked right past it, you looked through it. You didn't see it as an opportunity or as a space that provided that protection, that comfort, that enjoyment. And when we were in Lexington, although it was not ideal weather conditions, <laughs> we did have the opportunity to view some public spaces that they have recently used this people first, and I say that in quotes, design to revitalize or to renovate, to make it more public and people friendly. And that sounds kind of like a novel concept to put people mm -hmm. first when you design a space versus putting business first, economy first, government first, whatever it may be, but to put people first when you design a space. And I think even though it, it sounds kind of silly and basic, it really made perfect sense and really made me start questioning and start reevaluating some of the spaces that I enjoy being in and then also evaluating some of the spaces that I know I don't enjoy being in and what could be done or what I could do to help make those spaces better. The Gale Studio folks, who were the ones giving the workshop in Lexington, they have a survey method that they use anytime that they look at public space. It's called Public Space, Public Life. And that's where the People First design that Angie mentioned stems from. They go and they watch people in the space, if it's already in existence, to see what they do. And then they determine what they can do to make that space more enjoyable to the people that are using it. Like Angie said, I thought, well, that's a novel concept. Go look and see what the people are doing in the space and then determine what, what needs to be done. The thing that was interesting to me about that process is oftentimes it's a very small improvement or a very small difference that's made in the public space that creates a world of difference in terms of the number of people that use it and, and what they do there. There were four of us communities, four of us Knight Foundation communities there, and um, there was one community, I won't say who they were, but one of the things that they talked about early on was the fact that they had spent a bunch of money installing transit bus uh, system shelters, shelters mm -hmm. bus shelters, and the people weren't using them. 
And the amount of money they could have saved if they had just actually gone and watched those people before <laughs> they installed the bus shelters. So as we started looking towards a capstone project for the Milledgeville group that went on this Lexington trip, we started talking about the fact that even though we hadn't seen it lately while we were in Lexington, we all realized that the Black Heritage Plaza was not being used as much as it should have. We didn't have to do the, the public life, public space survey that Gail does. We knew what was already there. But then when we came back and did look at it from that viewpoint and those eyes, we knew that that was really and truly the place where we needed to uh, have a project as a capstone experience for this trip. And I think, you know, if we think about Black Heritage Plaza, one of the things or one of the novel or maybe not so novel concepts <laughs> that they talked about there was uh, stickiness. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. When people yeah. go in and they don't just walk through right. a place, but they actually stop. They might see someone they know there. They may even plan an event like a, a small picnic or something there. And that was the main thing that we saw lacking over there. One of the things I've also thought a lot about on our trip is that, you know, when we have these good community spots, we often think that they just came about that way. Mm -hmm. They're just very organically grown, but really know there's a lot of thought that goes into it. Um, Can y'all talk about some of the maybe perhaps uh, physical characteristics that they stress to try to provide some of those things like you were talking about, the safety and comfort that really leads to a good community space? Yeah, I totally agree with you. It was kind of like I used to think build it and they will come. (laughs) <laughs> but that is is not the case, as we can see with Black Heritage Plaza. And I think that the main thing, and you we've all touched base on this, was no protection from not just the elements, but dust and sun and wind and um, traffic was not an issue there directly, but right across that sidewalk mm-hmm. and that intersection, it would be. And then as far as the comfort goes, um, there may be ledges or something to sit on as far as the brick is, but that's going to be rather hot <laughs> um, if it's been blazing in the sun all day. And is it really comfortable? And is there uh, some place to rest your back or some place that is suitable for older adults um, or some place that is suitable for children? If it's all concrete and all brick, I know personally I wouldn't let my child run around in there for the fear of them you know, busting mm-hmm. their head open. And then for enjoyment on a human scale, is it enjoyable for all aspects, all climates? all sensories. And that's where I think that we were really missing the boat. And even just adding a pop of color, as Hank mentioned, with adding the sunshades and the umbrellas, Mm -hmm. that'll be red. Everything Mm -hmm. is brick and dark and black there right now. So things like that is what's really going to, I believe, make it a successful space to be in. And with the public spaces, kind of going back to why I think they're important, the Knight Foundation also really stresses ways that we can both attract and retain talent. And the best way to do that is to have a great place for people to play once we make these adjustments, and they're just small tweaks. And I think that those are found throughout Milledgeville and maybe more and more with you know the Knight Foundation's help and other projects and opportunities, we can see these places pop up and be able to attract and retain that talent. A little easier. You just kind of read my mind there because I, I see Black Heritage Plaza as hopefully the, the first project of a number of pocket park type projects around downtown. I know that Stephen Hauser with the library is working with the Knight Foundation to try to create something very similar to this around the, the Mayor Vincent Library as a place for people to to come together and to read and to enjoy one another's company. Um 
We have a place very close to the center of downtown that Carly and Main Street and the Downtown Development Authority are working on. Uh, as a matter of fact, I can make a little bit of announcement here. Uh, I got an email from the uh, Central Georgia Community Foundation just Thursday uh, saying that they were giving us the grant necessary to get the design on the next pocket park done for the paperwork and the forms that we need to send to DOT to get that approved because it's going to be on a state right away. So we're excited about having that grant and bringing a consultant in to draw that up for us so we can send it to DOT. So uh, I think things are really snowballing in terms of creating public space in downtown Milledgeville. Quality of life improvements all around. Yep. Well, Ghani, I, I was about to ask of where do y'all hope this will go in the future? Where will we take this knowledge? But I mean, there there we go. So I will have to come back again next time and you know further that question, you further go. that conversation you about you know where we can take this you know idea of a people first environment, you know, and where we'll take it in the future in Milledgeville because. Again, like you said, so many of these pieces are coming together. Some of them may seem like isolated events, but really when you take a step back and look at the whole, there is a lot of good things going on. There are. There are. Exciting things in downtown. Agree. Well, we hope you'll come out and experience this kickoff event for these improvements to Black Heritage Plaza with us when we go out for the Black Heritage Plaza shindig that'll take place on Friday, September 23rd, just outside of the downtown core there on McIntosh, near the corner of McIntosh and Wayne. Angie Martin, Hank Griffith, thank you very much for joining us today on Milledgeville Matters. Thank Thank you, you, Daniel. Daniel. The pleasure has been all mine. You've been listening to Milledgeville Matters on WRGC 88.3 FM. Today we are talking with Angie Martin, Executive Director of the Milledgeville Baldwin County Chamber of Commerce, and Hank Griffith, City Planner with the City of Milledgeville, about the Black Heritage Plaza Shindig, which will take place on Friday, September 23rd. I've been your host, Daniel McDonald. It's been my pleasure spending a portion of this evening with you here on Milledgeville Matters, and I look forward to convening with you next time.